Hello, loreheads, and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And my name is Mark. And today we're talking about the Enlightened One, Karma, who was released February 1st, 2011. We haven't had an old one in a while, I feel like. Yeah. Well, this old. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Despite the fact that current karma is not anything like that karma that got released back then, <laughs> <but> still. <laughs> yeah. She's one of the first, like, big full rework ones, right? 2013, I think, is when she it was happened. the first, in fact. Oh, oh really? really? The first. Oh, yeah. shit. What was Not to jump ahead to my fun facts, but... Uh. <laughs> that seems like it was a fun fact that you just jumped to. What did Karma used to be like gameplay-wise? Because I never played her until the she rework. Had, she had them fans. She yeah, used her fans. fans as weapons, and she would like throw fan blades at people. And God, I don't, I don't know if I ever saw it, really. It's... You know, it's not the most different because she still had the mantra system of empowering mm. abilities, and she still had like a shield and a tether. I think a big change was that it used to just kind of like be an AOE damage thing that if you're if it hit your allies would heal them. And I think you know now it's the Q that we all know and, and hate. Um, <laughs> her passive is used to be different. I think her passive used to be you got more a more AP if you had less like health. So you could be oh. really low health and you could get these massive shields and things like that because you'd have a bunch of free AP and shit like that. So I'm going to tell you, I play Karma, could not tell you what her passive is right now. Gun to my head. I don't know. Is it her mantra? <laughs> What's her passive? I think, yeah, I think it reduces cooldown on mantra for hitting shit. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, my God. Yeah, every time she hits an ability, it reduces the cooldown on her mantra. I knew that was part of her kit. I just didn't think. I don't think about champion passives ever. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Who needs them? Especially, <laughs> well, Karma really does, trust me. I was going to say, I think with the older champions, too, sometimes their passives are a little more just like, whatever. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of new Bonus champions always have really... Sin- yeah, it's just like random crap. It's like, whatever, I don't know. Give them, give them ghosts and let them move a little faster or some dumb bullshit, you know? Or the fucking um, Cogwall passive, which is the most useless shit in the world. Yeah, shit like that, where it's like, they're just like, eh, the rest of the kit's pretty mm. good, just... Give him this. I don't know. <laughs> he blows up. I don't know. <laughs> Old Lissandra passive. That was a good one. What was it? Was it like oh, every, yeah. every five or six spells you get to cast one for free? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, woo. yeah. Get to save 30 mana every six spell cast. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, right. And they also gave her uh, gimped like, mana regen anyway. It's like, well, because you're doing three spells. <laughs> Oh, right. Uh, Karma doesn't have a lot going on, by the way. That's kind of why we're rambling. On the right universe page, she has a bio and a short story. There's very little involved. But uh, John will take us back. <laughs> oh, yeah. She doesn't have a lot of current lore. She's got a lot of old lore <laughs> and a lot of AUs. Yeah, we haven't... Um, Buckle up, mm. folks. We haven't had a good old lore in a while, so I'm excited. But as for the bio... Oh, no. Did you... Oh, you gotta, uh, what does she sound like? Oh, She's, it's so generic. I really don't want to do an impression. Yeah. Well, you don't want to. You don't got like the sa and a sa kiri. Nice. No, I didn't try to memorize that one. Even though, I, again, I play her. Uh, <clears throat> if you desire peace, you must prepare for war. Damn shit. Yeah. Fuck them up, Karma. Yeah. <laughs> She's ready to fight. Yeah, she is. Okay, so Karma's bio. <laughs> I just want to... Karma's the avatar. It's really all it is. I feel like that's... Yeah. That's yeah. her bio. Yeah. Uh, 
Really, she's the living embodiment of an ancient Ionian soul. She's most recently incarnated in a little girl named Dara. Dara? Dara? Yeah. Yeah, Dara. Dara started having uh, visions and hearing voices and believed she was going mad. But one day, a group of monks came into the village looking for Karma, who had died a few months earlier. They were only looking for men, I guess? Like, I know their most recent Karma was a man, but were they all men? I don't know. They didn't say. Oh, did it say they were only looking for men? Or? I thought that they were looked I at men. That. I don't f- it says they were looking for the old man's next reincarnation oh, okay. but i think it's just that the previous karma had been an old had been some old guy yeah, yeah. they only um, missed her I think they were because looking she at was everyone. The, oh, okay she was like at the doctors <laughs> when they came in <laughs> yeah right she was at the a, she's having a nap <laughs> she's in quarantine <laughs> she, yeah, she she ran out though when it was like wait and then they realized that dara is karma so dara was taught that karma just kind of keeps the peace they believe all of the karma of the past believe that evil will just kind of sort itself out just let it be it'll 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 work out yeah <laughs> but dara new karma whatever you want to call what should we call her should we call her dara we, i think it's safe to call her karma okay so karma this new karma uh doesn't really believe this she kind of doubts it and is really tested when noxus invades so she decided what's the point of power if i'm not going to use it and fucked up a bunch of noxians despite all the voices of the past karmas telling her to just comfort her people and let the violence pass. <laughs> It'll just pass. That's what yeah, happens, it's right? It's like a cold. Yeah. <laughs> the monks believe she really fucked up, but a lot of Ionians were glad for the help, obviously. <laughs> so war with Noxus is over now, but karma is still resolving conflict, teaching that peace is best, but action is sometimes, you know, also necessary. Mm-hmm. And that's karma. Because if you desire peace... Mm. you must prepare for war (laughs) yeah i got very uh very rise of kiyoshi vibes in this one Um, (laughs) oh she's very kiyoshi yeah especially because i mean fans notwithstanding um (laughs) oh shit i didn't even think of that (laughs) uh yeah they do because i feel like in the the books they go into a lot more of the process of the testing that they do for the avatars Mm. that we don't get to see as much of in in avatar and it sounds very very much like the tests that the monks were giving to the the people to find karma oh interesting Mm. um interesting she's also Hmm. it it's mentioned from the northern highlands of shanzan Mm which I'm pretty sure is the same, at least the, the Zahn section that Aurelia's from. Mm. Yeah, same name. And it must be named after her family, right? That's that's too coincidental <laughs> otherwise. I'm surprised they don't have any connecting lore, her and Aurelia. Oh, do oh, they? Oh, but they do. In the past or now, current lore, John? Uh, mm, yeah. uh, Doesn't she... Yes and she's no. She's like mentioned in... You're talking about like the Aurelia story, right? Uh, I mean, we the comic, comic too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The comic's in a weird space, from what I recall. Yes, huh. the comic um, is. Ex- it's basically everything com- that happens in it is canon, except for Karma's appearance. It seems. What? <laughs> okay. So Karma doesn't <laughs> yeah. have any connections to anyone. <laughs> I mean, I think more to your point, Rebecca. Both Aurelia and Karma are like really massively underwritten, mm. um, which is a a real shame because they're both super like major players in Ionia and there's a lot to explore with Ionia is like kind of the central tension of Ionia right which is like oh how do we deal with the new world versus like how we kind of wanted things to be but they both don't have like near enough story to support any of that so it's it's kind of a shame I think 
They yeah. both just don't have much going on. I don't. Uh, does Ionia in general have much going on outside of like the ninjas? I guess they've got the. I think people really like the ninjas. <laughs> people do really like the ninjas. <laughs> um, but they've got like the spirit blossom stuff going on. That's that right. Get a bit of. Because um, mm. I just I find it really fascinating that they seem to be the only place that has held off Noxus, and they're a place that really focuses on peace, and they don't want to fight. So the idea that they we're so magical i guess i don't even know we I, I don't know how they were the only people who really pushed noxus back but yeah i mean i think ionia in general is like it's a really fertile ground for exploring a lot of cool stories yeah you know and um it's just so strange to me that irelia you know had really nothing going on and <laughs> karma i would say has even kind of less going on when it's like they're really <laughs> They're really important people. Are like, Yasuo is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Aurelia has so little going on, I legit forgot that we did the Aurelia episode. <laughs> <laughs> and now, gun to my head, couldn't tell you Aurelia's lore right now. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Blade Dancer. She does yeah. something. Yeah, Blade she Dancer. Blade okay. She's got a comic called The Blade Dancer, oh, in fact. I don't even remember that. Which Aurelia's mentioned in. Or oh, Aurelia's in. Uh... Yeah, it's weird. If if we're to take both of their current stories as canon too, it is impossible that they haven't either interacted or worked directly with each other because they're mm-hmm. both hailed as kind of symbols of the resistance against Noxus while not being the extreme resistance people. I mean, actually, now that I think about it, I mean, Ruination's technically canon, so yeah, they're they do have connections there. <laughs> That's yeah, another fuck. interesting... All right, let's bring it up. Let's bring up Rise of the Sentinels again, because we sure. have a ruined karma, and that alone, how the hell did karma succumb to that is something that I would really want to know. And also, Aurelia was a sentinel, yes? Does she have a sentinel skin? Am yes. I okay. Yeah. So, that... That's so interesting, the idea that the two of them fought, most likely fought together against Noxus, and now Aurelia is seeing Karma, this much more powerful person, ruined. Yeah. And in fact, I don't... I'm pretty <sighs> no sure No time for isn't... any of that, though, I guess, in Rise of the Sentinels, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this isn't uh, specifically called out anywhere in new lore, but in old lore, definitely, like... Uh, Karma was very specifically with Aurelia at the Placidium when they defeated Swain and the Noxian army. Like, they fought yeah. together mm-hmm. in that battle specifically. It seems like they would, that they would at least be allies, like very strong allies. They seem to align Yeah, there. But. Yeah. I mean I, I mean, I completely agree that Rise of the Sentinels, uh, just <laughs> one of the, the, the myriad of sins is, like, completely dropping the ball in this sort of, like, relationship and interaction. Because you could have... They don't have a lot going on in mainline lore, but that would have been a great opportunity to explore it. Um, talking about Rise of the Sentinels, I thought it was interesting coming off Callista that we've got another person who's this weird sort of collection of multiple mm. like p- personalities and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, those two are really, they're similar and yet very, very different. And wouldn't it have been cool if there was some event <laughs> where they could have interacted and we could have seen, like, you could compare and contrast the two. It's a shame that we don't have that, but... um. That would be really interesting. Because, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Karma's constantly dealing with the thoughts of just every reincarnation before her. It seems a little different than Avatar, I would say, where I feel like it's a little bit more intrusive here sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Especially when she's young, like when it first starts, she's just hearing all these voices and doesn't know what the fuck they are. 
Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of things you could do with karma. There's like a lot of potential here. The, <laughs> Our the favorite word. P word. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's just a shame that between this and the short story, we don't ever really get inside her head. Like there's a million things that have happened to her and there's a lot of stories you could tell about things that have happened or where she's at now, but we don't really get any of it. And so it, it's all just kind of sitting there in the ether. Like it could be cool to really get into what it was like before she was karma or what it's like to be karma now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all these sort of things, you know, her grappling with how to move forward in Ionia in general, which I think I, I still really want them to to play with that and do some stories around that. Cause I think it's such a, there's a lot of potential <laughs> in that space, um, but we don't get it, it really any of it. So it's just kind of, it's kind of, kind of dry i guess i would say yeah um we get a little hint of something interesting in the story remember me uh that's by dana leary shaw yeah for the record the bio was john o'brien thank you Mm. uh sure but yeah and this uh (laughs) we don't i don't think any of us have notes for this (laughs) i have one note yeah (laughs) it's got all the important story beats sure I mean, are you going to read this one, one sentence? One? Oh, sure. Uh, Dara meets uh, Jack Gree's old lover, uh, Watai. <laughs> Thanks. And, and Jack Gree is. That's it, folks. And Jack Gree <laughs> is the previous. Is it like the previous iteration yes, of Karma? It's the previous or, Karma. Like the directly previous one? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Watai. They like, you know, she's like climbing this mountain to the altar. I don't know where it's called, but that's where karma like kind of meditates. The lasting (laughs) altar. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of remembering being there with Jackri. Jackri? Yeah, that sounds right. And they were in love and he needed to stay there because, you know, he's karma. And she's like, I can't be away from my family. So they split up. But now she meets Dara and gets to kind of talk to Jackri for a second just to kind of apologize and say goodbye neither of them had taken another lover but yeah (laughs) (laughs) then she pieces out but karma in the end or dara karma this new karma thanks her because she said since she'd been fighting with noxus she hadn't heard from jackery they basically all the karmas like turned their backs on her (laughs) which i find that really interesting that she's the well for the first one to do something really different but also that they just all went really silent and how that could have affected her. We don't, of course, dig any deeper, but... <laughs> yeah, I would you know, love it's, it's... something for this period of time where, like, all the voices go silent. Yes. would be a great point She's of on her piece. own. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's really interesting because in the previous version of the bio, like the directly previous one, they make more of a point of that, that mm-hmm. after she commits this act of violence, like, yeah, all the voices of the karma's past, like you said, go silent, and she's kind of stuck alone. Um, and so her kind of goal is to get them speaking again. And like over time, as she's recommitting to pacifism, these voices kind of come back. Hmm. And I liked that because I think it also sets her up to be like, in some ways, an ally to Aurelia. But at the same time, uh, someone who would be more committed to a nonviolent approach. Yeah. Like I did this thing and it's left me in this like spiritual wasteland. <laughs> Um, we need to recommit to someone who's kind of pushing more towards the pacifism approach again and have them be sort of at odds in that way while still trying to do this. Like they have the same goals. And I think that's an interesting conflict. Yeah. So I wish they would use that idea more. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, she also, in not necessarily in terms of directly showing up in the story, but just in terms of like being referenced in the stains on a name story, which is another Aurelia one. 
Um, it does specifically say that Aurelia does try to follow the teachings of karma whenever mm. she can. Mm. Yeah. But, you it, know. It's Noxus. You yeah, know? it's You Noxus. can't just sit around. <laughs> they go, they go on a wreck shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, a lot of potential, right? <laughs> and I wish they would... I wish they would dig more into that that point of like what it was like what what like what was the the case in the past when I assume Ionia was attacked by other places and nature just naturally sort of rebuffed things. You know, I'd like that would be a cool thing to see, just to get a sense of like like how you could get comfortable with the idea of like we won't do anything. Yeah. The plants like Ionia's got this shit, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, that's you know? that's really that's a really good idea. I like that. Because the idea that you'd sit behind while Noxus invades you won't be ionia anymore ionia will be wiped out it will turn into noxus so like i think highlighting the fact that this is the first time they've had this threat could really lend a hand to showing why karma did what she did yeah for sure because i mean noxus Mm -hmm. obviously attacks with like very very different tactics than other like you know spraying a whole battlefield full of poison probably something they've never (laughs) encountered before probably not great for the land (laughs) yeah Uh, you have a lot of spiritual and natural protectors that are going to be essentially rendered useless with the way that noxus fights so Mm -hmm. yeah that would be really interesting to see kind of depicted you know because i think you got a really good point about that and then they're kind of attacking attacking the spirit of ionia directly right which is a really interesting way to wage warfare against such a spiritual you know people right yeah. it's really it's really cool there's like i'm just picturing these ideas in my head <laughs> yeah. and the potential is there but they just seem to have not really wanted to write it mm. i guess well, i don't know if they ever move the story of noxus forward they do talk a lot about how they want to invade ionia again so mm-hmm the idea that they could have learned more about Ionia and how to approach an invasion would be interesting. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, the kind of last bit of canon no. lore in terms of story that she's part of. No. I know. No, I know. It's The Rise of the Sentinels visual <laughs> novel by John O'Brien. <laughs> and we'll just cover real quick her it's part not, in it. It's not canon. We won't, uh, we won't dwell too too long on this. <laughs> Uh, so the Lasting Altar, which is the place that's mentioned in her bio and short story where she learned how to become Karma, uh, is where she fled to in the visual novel, or where she fled from in the visual Mm. novel, rather, um, when she was heading to the Grove of the Ancients to try and hide the fetter that she was holding onto, which is kind of that piece of his soul that Viego is after. Uh, Viego finally finds her in the Grove of the Ancient and corrupts her. It says that he corrupts her using her insecurity at not doing enough to protect her people in the Noxus invasion. No. But she also no. she also <laughs> feels super guilty at going against the wishes of the previous karmas at the Battle of Noxus. So it was kind of a lose-lose situation for karma there because she feels guilty both ways. I didn't do enough and I did too much. Not my karma. She's getting it from all angles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she eventually returns at the end of the story to fight the Sentinels one last time at the mm. big Viego showdown. The big Viego mm. showdown. The, <laughs> that's what it was called. You know, the big Viego hoedown. <laughs> Throw down at Sunday. Camelore. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 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 <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. Trichosaurus is going to be there. Fuck. Uh, um, you know, I think that idea could work more if you really kind of played into this idea of karma being uh, spiritually cut off from like most of the, the past karmas. Um, I think in that way it makes her more vulnerable yeah. to something like a Viego corruption. Um, it's still a really big fucking deal, 
it needs way more writing though yeah and there was a lot like there's a lot of i guess jumping ahead a little bit to the cinematic about this whole event too like there's i mean there's some kind of question marks about karma and her ability to withstand a lot of this ruining like when we first see karma during this it's during the ruination cinematic that's just called ruination and she Um, fought back she won yeah like after after viego starts spewing mist all over the areas we see karma fighting a bunch of mist raids at the last altar and she's eventually overrun but she's got that you know ruination crown on her and everything but then she just breaks it uh and she enters like a super real quick avatar state to clear the area of all the mist um she does have an avatar saying. Yeah. Unfortunately, she forgets yeah. this handy trick later uh, when she gets for real ruined. Um, but it kind of, in the cinematic, it makes sense that Viego wouldn't be able to control her mind since her mind is a ton of minds. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think it's a little, I don't know, it's a little unclear how he's able to do it later. I think, to your point, Mark, like the whole f- fact of like, oh, she's not talking to them anymore. It's just silence in there. That's why, she, that's why he was able to take over. But, I mean, it, it, in that aspect, like, he should have been able to do it the first time, too. I mean, he's clearly got... Yeah. She's clearly got someone here protecting her the first time around, so... I feel like the voices probably would have woke up a little bit if right? they saw this happening. Like, if, yeah. if, if you're quiet because she fought a little bit, you're not gonna like to see what she does <laughs> when she's ruined. You better fucking wake up and do something about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't even think... That idea of her being kind of cut off from those voices, I don't think exists in the lore anymore. That was like a previous iteration of the bio, and I think as it is, I guess in the short story, it does say that he was kind of quiet, but it seems to have been like, the severity of it is a much more reduced. Yeah. Like, oh, sometimes they just get, they get pouty, and they don't talk with her. <laughs> The toddlers right? in my brain. Like, yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I completely agree. It makes no sense. Like, the, the Ruination cinematic should be showing us that what we expect that oh she's maybe a little too strong to be kind of overrun by this this corruption you know (laughs) it shouldn't be the case that it's just draven like right exactly right (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah now uh, how would you all like to take a little time (laughs) travel back to the past take me back bb sure yeah take me back to the bad lore is there bad lore um, I see the words Journal of Justice, so... <laughs> uh, well, I, I read the... I read one Journal of Justice with her. She was very boring in that one, too, yeah, okay. in my opinion. She didn't have her nudes leaked or anything? No. She's, in, she's no. in two articles. They're both pretty standard stuff that you'd expect, given mm. the, given the storylines that were happening in the Journal of Justice at the time. Uh, but I guess to start out, her bio um, is a little bit different, so... She was just some super chill, meditating lady who was unflappable, couldn't be flapped. And she exuded such inner contentment that she became the go-to mediator and confidant in her village. Now, her parents owned a business selling antiques in the Navori province. Uh, They weren't wealthy, but they were always optimistic. Her prized possessions were two exquisite fans taken from her family shop. And when Noxus invaded, her village was the first one to fall. 
Luckily, Karma managed to exploit the insecurities of the Noxian commander to negotiate a safe release of the villagers to the northern islands. <laughs> what were those insecurities? It does not specify no. what those insecurities are. No, right. He had a big nose, and she was able to <laughs> use that <laughs> to negotiate the release. I think maybe like his his like little brother was like a step above him in the army mm, or something like that. That'd be good. <laughs> was it Darius that? <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, she stood with Aurelia at the Placidium and became the figurehead of Ionian Resistance. Uh, she also modified her fans to be lethal implements and was tutored by Janna on how to enhance their effects to include wind magic. Why the fuck was Janna there? Because wind magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. That uh, makes sense. Sure, right? Yeah. Um... <laughs> She has no cool Field of Justice line, unfortunately. Her last line is, she joined the League to represent Ionia in the ultimate political arena. And that's why she joined. (laughs) 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 All right. That is boring. God, Karma's been boring this whole time, huh? At least she used to have Magic Wind fans. Mm. I guess. That's true. Because Janet was on vacation. (laughs) She happened to stop in Ionia. (laughs) (laughs) She's the one blowing the fucking Zon fucking shit away, just like uh, old karma. Mm. Now, in the Journal of Justice, she shows up in issue seven and ten. Uh, the first one, we're just we're just kind of learning that seven years after the Noxian invasion, Duchess Karma, which was her title in all the old lore, oh. uh, brought together the remaining Ionian families. Families capitalized here as if there's like a bunch of, you know, head families in, huh. in Ionia, kind of like they have in Piltover, is what it sounds like, huh. um, and petitioned to join the League of Legends so they could drive Noxus out once and for all. They fought their initial trial for the Isle, but <laughs> which was a, a very fun name they gave for a very dark... <laughs> A trial. <laughs> they were just being cute. They were yeah. feeling cute that right. day. <laughs> uh, um, unfortunately, they lost that fight. So, uh, although it was among suspicious circumstances, many suspected that there was pre-match tampering by Noxus. Uh, but that meant they had to wait 15 years to request a rematch. <laughs> Um, in the meantime, Lee Sin was setting himself on fire in protest. The world was starting to side with Ionia, um, being granted an early second chance, and Noxus was still claiming Ionia wanted them to be there. <laughs> uh, and then in issue 10, Chancellor uh, Malik Hawkmoon finally agrees to let Ionia have an early rematch. Can you say that again? Uh, Malik Hawkmoon. Okay, because it sounded like you said Cockmoon. Cockmoon. <laughs> Uh, I through my Pixie Hollow days. <laughs> no one's going to get that. Quick quick tangent. <laughs> Back when I worked for Disney on uh, Pixie Hollow. Uh, that was a game for all was, you youngins? It was an online game that Disney used to have for fairies. Like it was, you know, you played a fairy. And you couldn't, you couldn't create your own name. Uh, you couldn't, like, write in a name for your character because they were afraid that people would write inappropriate stuff. So you had a, they had a name picker where you choose various, like, animals and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, we saw a name where they had combined the word elk and then hawk and then breath together to create a name which were all available options in the name picker and when you said it out loud it was Elcock Breath. <laughs> 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 it's 
So little kids getting around <laughs> our name filter. Real quick, what was your Toontown name again? Uh, Fat Drippy Purple Noodle. <laughs> also from the name picker. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anywho. Uh, so he agrees to let Ionia have an early rematch. Uh, Karma addresses the world, saying that due to their pacifistic pacifistic stance in the Rune Wars, many believed they paid a deserved price when Noxus attacked them. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, when Sorry. They, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> and uh, they ended up having to fight back against Noxus, Zahn, and Bilgewater with no help amidst rivers of blood and tears. It was a, it was a dark speech. Uh, but Aurelia, Master Yi, and Soraka immediately volunteered to fight for Ionia, while Sion, Warwick, Singed, and Katarina volunteered for Noxus. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I like. I do like the the trial of the Isle. I would love like a Don King style <laughs> character who's just like profiteering off of all of this stupid <laughs> Institute of War bullshit. <laughs> there must have been like something like that, right? Surely somebody. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was all of the all of the writers at the at the Journal of Justice were. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Just kind and of this... profiting off the war shit happening around the world. And yeah. apparently influencing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, even here, Karma is, aside from like the, the you know, Rivers of Blood comment and stuff, it's still kind of boring. Like <laughs> I said, it's like, it's a very kind of whatever speech, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to her judgment. Mm. Now, did th- I, this was a dark, did you read her judgment, Mark? It was... I did, Way darker actually. than I yeah. feel like on the other judgments. Um, first, they make yeah. a they make a point of mentioning how graceful she is. Uh, in fact, this is just a few lines. Grace drips from every movement, and she wades in an air of distinction. At the marble doors, she touches the frame delicately. They part gently for her, as if they were trying to match the elegance of her motions. All right, calm down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So for her judgment, she was forced to relive the chemical attack on Ionia. Uh, They specify that she sees all the bodies of the children and her country people strewn about as uh, Warwick pummeled the landscape with chemical explosions from an armored beetle-shaped vehicle. Now, this was pre-Werewolf Warwick, uh, which, for the record, in case you weren't aware, Warwick, old Warwick lore... He used to be kind of like singed in that he was a, a bit of a mad chemist who loved tinkering and causing pain to people. Mm. Um, and that was kind of the main reason he turned into a, war, a werewolf in the first place is because Soraka was like, all right, you got to cut the shit. I hate you and you <laughs> should be punished and I will give up my immortality for it. And then he turned into a werewolf. Um, so you made him a wolf. I, know, I mean, right? we're not at Soraka yet, but uh, <laughs> the hell kind of punish yeah. Make him a frog. Like... <laughs> Now I'm going to make him lethal with his body instead yeah. of just his mind. <laughs> what a dumb fucking... I hope that's not... No, it's not canon no, anymore. It's okay, not. Sorry, go ahead. No. Uh, so Karma <laughs> fights off Warwick's guards with gusts from her fans, and then he fires a stream of liquid acid above her, made, uh, it's specified, of liquid several times heavier than mercury, so when she tries to blow it away, it still falls on her and bored into her flesh. Uh, just as he was about to kill her, a ray of light descended upon him, 
and these are all also direct quotes from the story, melting his skin away, contorting his body, bursting his muscles outward, yanking joints apart and forming new ones with long claws cutting through the tips of his fingers and toes. Uh, and then she sees Soraka lying in front of her, having lost her celestial radiance, and she asks the whole, why do you want to join the League? That they always ask. Uh, to which Karma just replied, like, uh, duh, have you not been watching? <laughs> Look around, dumbass. Um, in, you know, more words or less. Uh, also, they asked her the, the classic, how does it feel exposing your mind? To which she replies to Soraka, how does it feel knowing what we suffered and what you chose to ignore? <laughs> Fucking karma, dogger, get her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's, it's, it's nicely graphic. <laughs> I guess I didn't expect it going into old league lore or whatever. Yeah, I will say of, I mean, it's, I don't know, I thought her judgment was probably her coolest existing piece of lore, current or past, <laughs> which isn't yeah. a high bar, least, but. Yeah, at least as like a, a an, any individual read, it's it's got a more visceral quality to it, which is kind of yeah. a little more engaging than everything else, which is so placid. Exactly. You know? Yeah, so that's uh, that's old karma. I like that she's like a, a duchess or whatever. And like <laughs> even in that old lore, they're talking about like, ooh, the, the noble families of Ionia. I feel like they had a really bad like habit of giving places noble families and like traditional sort of like nobility titles. Yeah. And when they did the rework, it was like, we got to stop doing this everywhere. <laughs> like Demacia can have it and Noxus can have it, but... Like, Ionia doesn't do that anymore, obviously. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Makes it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Not every every place does the government the same way. <laughs> <laughs> but the families. <laughs> the family. <laughs> uh, the last bit, I think, of in-canon lore that we have for her is the Awakened music video. Um, which shows the second invasion of Ionia as Karma fights alongside Aurelia, Yasuo, Akali, and Kennen against Sion and the Noxian army. Uh, in this video, Karma saves Aurelia's life right when Sion was about to fucking murk her and then gives Yasuo a sweet speed boost so he can do his tornado-y <laughs> boom boom. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's what, he, that's what he yells when he does it. Tornado-y boom boom! <laughs> That was my Yasu impression. I don't know if that's what he sounds like. It was beautiful. We'll save it. We'll use that for the... (laughs) Uh, She also has two other cinematics that are just kind of, you know, she's got the the Phoenix cinematic, which is the 2019 world cinematic, which features Faker playing Karma and fighting the shadow version of herself, who's meant to signify Faker's inner demons. Uh Uh, Obviously, the song is a banger. (laughs) Um, yeah. And Faker conquers his demons. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, she's also in the Make History cinematic, which is just like a 2018 hype video. It's, there's no like action in the piece. It's more kind of like, you know, epic still frames along to some hype music. But uh, she's in frame fighting Cassiopeia. It's shit. Neat. Yeah. Cool stuff. Um, and I guess while we're on the subject of some some old lore stuff too. She does show up in the Blade Dancer comic, which is an Aurelia comic. Um, basically, uh, Dara, this is before she is Karma. Well, we don't really need to... 
I guess, harp on the timeline since it's not necessarily canon anymore. <laughs> but my, my understanding is that probably before she's karma. But Dara comes across Aurelia cleaning her blades uh, and practicing her knife dancing. This is right after she had killed an assassin that was sent after her. Um, Aurelia is in a dark place, and Dara tries to cheer her up, saying that she should do her dancing for the people of Ionia, and they'd like it. Uh, Aurelia isn't convinced since, you know, like I mentioned, she just got finished killing an assassin that was sent for her, so she doesn't think the people want to watch her dance. She thinks the people might be kind of mad at her. Uh, Dara regaled her with uh, how when she was sure Ionia was going to be crushed by Noxus, Aurelia single-handedly struck down the Noxian general's arm and his army. Uh, then she tells her the story of Soraka and how she gave up her immortality for her people and then asks her, what's filling you with remorse? The responsibilities upon your shoulder or the judgments of those around you? Perhaps you could find salvation in the ones you protect. So... Mm. That's kind of that. Then she leaves, and Aurelia <laughs> ponders her orb, I guess. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> this orb. <laughs> what does it mean? Uh, yeah, mm. this. It all like it. It seems like stuff that. I mean, they can't. It can't be canon anymore, just because they mentioned a few things that aren't. I don't know. I feel like with some, it's probably harder to tweak because it's a comic and not, uh, mm. you know, uh, a story, but. It seems like you could tweak very little about this, and it would still be canon. But yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. I remember what was weird about this is it seemed to kind of go almost one for one with the Aurelia short story too. Yeah. So it feels very much like I think, like you said, like you know, eighty, ninety percent of it we could probably read as canon, and then just like pick out what little bits. It's like uh, jettison those, and the rest <laughs> of it still works, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else we wanted to cover on canon or old Aurelia before we move Karma. on to... Oh, my God. <laughs> Karma. Before we move on to a wild alternate universe Karma. Yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot here. It feels very bare bones and, and dry. Yeah. I think that's a real, sh a real shame. It's not like there's a lot of stuff that's bad, you know? It's, so I'm not, like, up in arms about it. I'm just like, uh, I wish we had more to talk about here, really. <laughs> Well, yeah, I agree. It's making me want to play Karma. Sure. It makes me want yeah. to play old Karma. I yeah. Can. You know, you got a skin. You can do the the traditional Karma skin. That's yeah, true. she's still got her fans in that one. <laughs> she just holds them. <laughs> <laughs> no wind. Yeah. Yeah, not much. All right. Take me to another universe, honey. All right. Well, let's start out at the Order of the Lotus which is set in an alternate Ionia where each champion is an Order of the Lotus member. What does it mean to be an Order of the Lotus <laughs> member, you may be asking? I don't know. She doesn't actually have any skin-specific lore in this AU. So that's all I know. Nice. Yep, you're welcome. Nice. This is the type of quality content y'all come here for. Uh, she's also part of the Dark Star universe. In the vast darkness of space are born terrible, beautiful things, cosmic creatures of sublime love, and the unknowable monstrosities of the Dark Star. These are the children of silent gods, and they are finally coming home. Now this one is Dark Star Karma. Karma was a galaxy-spanning civilization dedicated to pacifism and personal enlightenment, unceremoniously erased from reality and reborn as a star-consuming horror. Devouring entire galactic systems, she enforces a dread order upon the cosmos. 
meditating in the vast oceans of emptiness where once there were stars. Shit, that's a really cool idea. I like that concept a lot. It's, <laughs> I like that because it takes the the concept of like, oh, she's got all these different you know personalities and whatever, and then just like amplifies it by a million or a right. billion or trillion, right? <laughs> like the trillions of consciousness, conscious thoughts, people's <laughs> minds, <Consai>. whatever. <laughs> yeah, stuck in in this um, this sort of eldritch sort of horror in space. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Does she have any stories in that, or is it just that blurb? She doesn't. It's just the blurb, unfortunately. Most of the stories there are kind of focused on uh, the other members of their, like, Lux and, and Thresh and them. Hmm. Mm. Oh, that yeah. sucks. That's, that's pretty cool. That's a really neat little conceit for a, a thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a bit like we talked about with Callista. They're probably hesitant to write stories about any beings that have multiple minds. That seems to be a... Uh, uh, bit they have a hard time no, with. No, I think you can with Karma. It's yeah. very different. Callista doesn't have control over her thoughts anymore, whereas Karma yeah. still, I mean, at this point, too, she's 100% in control of herself. Well, I just meant for, like, the Dark Star one, because oh. that seems to be the, yeah. the whole gotcha. galactic civilization. The whole lost civilization. <laughs> Never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> Odyssey, Karma. <laughs> Odyssey. <laughs> The great Demaxian Empire has laid claim to almost every inhabited system. Ignoring the objections of the ancient Templar Order and the criminal syndicate alike in pursuit of the wondrous bounty of Aura, this mysterious golden essence drawn from the vast majestic creatures that patrol the stars is the lifeblood of all civilization, but also promises untold power to those who can wield it for themselves. Now this one is Odyssey Karma, a high priestess of the Templar Order, Karma has hired a group of off-world mercenaries, and for the record, they hired the crew of the Wildcar ship, the Wildcard ship, not the Morningstar crew, which is the whole Jinx Malphite uh, Yasuo crew that we have met in previous AUs, um, to free a number of captured Templars from the grip of Aatrox, an infamous and powerful crime lord. She has taken a more interventionist stance towards the rest of the universe following the loss and transformation of her former lover... Zed. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Aatrox, mm. crime lord, former lover Zed. There's all sorts of shit getting dropped here uh-huh. that I was not familiar with. And I do actually have the, the lore blurb here for Odyssey Aatrox, too, because this was... I mean, Aatrox was our first episode ever. We weren't even looking at AUs at this point, so we never actually went over this, but he's got an interesting blurb, too. So Odyssey Aatrox... Uh, Aatrox is a violent and notorious crime lord whose name is feared throughout the criminal underworld. He is also disfigured by aura abuse. Seeking to purge the substance from his body, he abducts Templars to extract it and kills them when they are unable to do so. He has seized a number of high-ranking Templar priests in order to draw out Karma, who he believes will finally heal him. Okay, interesting. This 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 AU is actually pretty fucking neat. Yeah, I like <laughs> this. I like this one. There's some cool shit happening in this one. And it's got some overlap with other cool like it's got overlap with the dark star au too so it's got overlaps mm-hmm. with like other cool au's too yeah some, i like it some rule some room for some real cool shit here i like the kind of space whale oil thing that's kind of going on with the aura or whatever <laughs> i like that i like a nice like sort of sort of tension that exists independent of the the au champions and it's just something that they kind of interact with and and deal with you know yeah this one's nice. pretty cool yeah, I think this this could definitely be. I mean, this could have its own. I would read a uh, uh, novella about <laughs> the Odyssey AU. Sure. 
Yeah, for sure. Now she is also, and I guess this is technically canon, but she's part of the Ruined King universe. <laughs> the black mist gathers, the harrowing comes, and the Ruined King has risen once more. Viego's corruption blankets Runeterra, turning friends into foes and bringing entire nations to their knees. The only ones with the power to stop him are the Sentinels of Light, an ancient order led by Senna and Lucian. They must call upon champions from every corner of the realm to fight back the Black Mist and end the Ruined King's reign of terror once and for all. And this one is Ruined Karma. Surviving the initial ruination of Ionia, Karma is ultimately lost during a second one led by Viego himself. With the spirit of Ionia itself removed from the continent, the Ionian people must band together to save one another, even as Karma twists the souls of millions to a new horrific purpose. Again, cool. I feel like this whole her <laughs> twisting the souls of millions for a horrific person purpose not explored as far as I know anywhere yeah. in any of the lore. What was that all about? They just like, threw that in there. They're like, that sounds cool. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It does right. sound like, cool. Someone... I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's someone writing the tagline for a movie they haven't even seen. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, and like the idea of band, have, like the nation having to band together in the absence of like this evil over queen karma. Because it sounds like she would be kind of like running things in, in a sort of, you know, local despot type situation. <laughs> I don't know. Gathering the families a, of Ionia together to. Uh, <laughs> right. Getting all the duchesses and dukes. And, you know, I don't know. It's a real. Yeah, it's a real shame because those are really cool ideas, but the elevator pitch, like, doesn't get. It doesn't match up at all with anything we actually got, right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Also part of Dragonmancers. Majestic <laughs> dragons dwell in remote places of wild beauty, avoiding mortal affairs outside of rarely bestowing their gifts on only a select few. The Dragonmancers are those fortunate and powerful enough to have gained the ultimate blessing. Whether they then use that for good or evil is up to them, and anyone strong enough to stop them. And this one is Tranquility Dragon Karma. As Bran's corruption spread, Karma sought the power to restore peace. <laughs> I don't know why I said restore so weird there. <laughs> restore peace! <laughs> <laughs> restore! Coming back! Just came out like that. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take... No, I'm not no, gonna. Just go, when know. her desperate search throughout the land failed, Karma was left with nowhere left to look but within. After months of quiet contemplation, the fabled Tranquility Dragon greeted her in a vision. She awoke with the dragon's gift, the power to bring tranquil peace to face Bran's raging violence. I don't know how that works logistically, but we'll assume that meeting the, you know, facing the violence with peace worked out for her. <laughs> it was restorative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, does Bran have a skin in this line? Am I? I uh, he forgetting? does. So yeah. yeah, this is a newer one, isn't it? Yeah, it is new. Oh, okay. I want this. Maybe skin. that's why I remember it. It's so it looks pretty. It looks pretty fucking cool. I know. Dragon Mancer brand. Brand and Mancer. I think it might be like Jade Jade Dragon. Brand I've or definitely played like that. that skin, the Dragon Brand one. That one's a little not as new. They but they released new Dragon Mancer ones recently. Yeah. I think Karma was in that one. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. 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 Now we've got Worldbreaker. In the end, the moon will smother the sun, and in that hopeless dawn, four titans will rise to shatter the world itself. 
And this one is Sun Goddess Karma, an ageless being in whom the sun rises and sets. Karma is the key to an ancient prophecy spelling doom for the world. When she is overtaken by the moon, four titans will rise up from the depths of the earth, annihilating all life. Okay. Is there a, so I don't pretty. remember. Is there, a, is there a World Breaker Diana skin? Because it talks about the oh. the moon overtaking her. Is that a specific champion skin that we know of? Is that like a hint towards something? I don't, I don't, know. I don't remember. But Diana is the moon. So she is the moon. Right. She's the moon now. <laughs> Although if you're making karma is not to the moon. historically the sun. I guess so. that's fair. Yeah. So I guess See anyone could be the moon. The moon. <laughs> yeah, Annie or point, something. <laughs> Now we've got Snowdown Showdown with Winter Wonderland Karma. A powerful sorceress at one with the natural world, Karma spreads snow like a soft blanket across the enchanted forests of the Winterlands, a loyal friend of the Poro King. Wherever Karma goes, winter follows. Is she just Jack Frost? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. no. Except she doesn't seem to be no. a playful trickster. <laughs> we just watched that video on all the all the things that you need to, all the check marks you need to tick off to be an official Jack Frost, and playful tricksters for sure on that list. I don't know, man. If someone, if winter comes out of your hands, then you're Jack Frost. <laughs> no watching Jack Frost tier lists or what's up over there. It we're was a actually bit, yeah. a Jack Frost tier list. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Kramer video. Uh, she's also part of a cinematic on this. Where I mean, she's she makes a cameo in it in the "Be Your Best Santa" video. Oh, yeah, doesn't play a huge part there. What? Mm-hmm. I know, right? Uh, she's part of Chaos and Order. Set in the vastness of the cosmos, each of the champions represent an opposing faction battling against each other. Chaos and Order officially encompass four skin lines. They've got Battle of the God Kings, Dawnbringer, Nightbringer, and Order versus Chaos. And this one is Dawnbringer Karma. Charged with governing the cosmic cycles of death and rebirth, Karma fights to protect the wellspring of souls as they journey to reincarnation. More so than the other cosmic beings, she cares for the mortal soul she shepherds, striving to create a more structured world. I mean, random fun fact about this one, this was Riot's 1,000th skin produced oh, shit. in December 12th, Ooh. 2019. Hmm. Ooh, damn. I wonder what they're up to now. <laughs> At least 1,005 would be my guess. <laughs> I don't know. You get a little wild with those predictions. Let's <laughs> let's rein it in. <laughs> oh, interesting. And finally, last one is Marauders vs. Wardens, set in an alternate rune terra where each champion is a warrior fighting on the Summoner's Rift. <laughs> this one is Warden Karma. The Protectorate was an order dedicated to enforcing a rigid, unforgiving system of laws in an attempt to slow the seemingly inevitable rise of the Mage Lords. Though the order itself was disbanded long ago, wardens such as Karma still uphold its tenets and guard its many secrets. Kind of seems cool. like the wardens here were just like, you know, the league. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what like what's what in this weird alternate Institute of War universe. <laughs> this this wacky AU. <laughs> <laughs> They've got this journal, this this newspaper called the Reports of Righteousness. It's fucking weird, man. <laughs> uh, I love those. Yeah, I will say one thing I like about a lot of the Karma AUs is that she's 
kind of a unique character in all of them. Mm. They didn't take kind of the path where like, oh, it's just karma, but in space. Or like, (laughs) I I guess that one was the most karma-like of all of them other than her destructive (laughs) tendencies. But yeah, they... They they, didn't have her like she was a reincarnation of the same soul a bunch of times. Exactly. And, Mm. you know, part of that's probably just because there's not a huge well to draw from on the lore (laughs) that they do have. But still, I I liked it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It makes me more curious to to see more of what she's like in the Odyssey one in particular, because that one sounded not at all like anything else that she does. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't even play into the whole like, oh, I'm a peaceful, tranquil, like spirit of the world, which like the Snowdown one kind of read to me a little. <laughs> um, but the Odyssey one just seems like, yeah, she's just doing her own unique thing there. So that seems pretty yeah. neat. Yeah, I'll read that. Mm-hmm. Now, finally. I have a few fun facts for you. Lay them on mm. me. Unfortunately, one of them we went over. But there's a second part of that one, so oh, okay. I still have three. <laughs> <laughs> she was originally voiced by Danielle McRae, but uh, post-rework, she is voiced by Rashida Clendening. Nice. Yep. Uh, Karma, in addition to being the first to receive a full rework and relaunch, was also the first champion to feature an art spotlight. Hmm. Oh, Yeah. I don't do those still anymore, do they? I feel like they leaked too many things through those <laughs> that they stopped doing them. Too many whoopsies. Yeah. <laughs> That's neat, though. Uh, last fun fact. Renewal's route is the longest duration route in the game, which I know is going to come as a big surprise. Because of Morgana. Because of Morgana. But uh, with focused resolve and mantra... At full rank, it is a 3.25 second route. Shit. Hmm. Hmm. This does make me want to play more Karma. <laughs> <laughs> She's fun. And that's it. Yay! That's all, folks. Yeah. Uh oh. Is what? that copyrighted? Are we gonna be? Are we gonna be struck now? Struck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Phew. All right. Any final <laughs> Karma thoughts? No. I uh. I wish she had more. I think I already said it. I'm repeating myself at this point. I wish she okay. had more. It just really doesn't have a lot. For someone who is so such a big player for Ionia and that, that whole kind of conflict that the nation is dealing with, it's amazing that she's got so little written. I yeah. I want stories about all the cinematics. She's only in two cinematics that are kind of canon, and I want stories about them because the cinematics themselves are cool as hell. I bet the stories would be but we just don't mm. have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also true. It's interesting because she has so many skins, and I assume that means that they sell. <laughs> I think that's usually yeah. what it means when they give skins to one champion a bunch, but they've vastly ignored her otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see her tied to people. That's always a problem I have with champions who don't have a link, which some of them make sense, like Fiddlesticks is going to have like a bestie, you know? But <laughs> in terms of karma, she's like a person, and she would have some connections to people and we just don't see that yeah like i feel like the aurelia one is an obvious one that we should really have more Mm -hmm. about you know more more canon information about instead of having to either dig into old lore or (laughs) non-lore yeah yeah absolutely even outside of other champions we have you know akali had like that kind of pseudo sister and i don't know we have champions that have really strong bonds with people it makes them more real 
Maybe what Ty will be a champion in the future. <laughs> She's this old lady, I think. <laughs> Which I would love. Give me an old lady champ, please. We have old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, right. I, I agree. She's weirdly isolated. Yeah. Um, mm. All right. Well, that's karma. That's karma. That's karma. Thanks for listening. We post these on YouTube if you ever want to chat there. And we have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads. Uh, we're also on Discord. Like, we have a little dis- little Discord server going on. <laughs> and the link will be in the description of this episode. Yeah. John, you want to talk about the Patreon? Yeah, I guess as of, <laughs> as of today. <laughs> I guess not when you guys are listening to this. I guess in the past when you're listening to this. But we have a Patreon at, you know, Patreon backslash League of Loreheads. Where if you are looking for a way to support the channel in any way, um, and you know you can afford to do so, we have the opportunity to to do that there. And the rewards range anywhere from, you know, callouts on our YouTube videos, uh, and and thank you notes to the um, ability to guest star in a segment of an episode. So, uh, yeah, um, if you can, we'd love for you to head on over there and give it a check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty. And join us next week because we're going to talk about the Death Singer, Carthus.